Hello, this is Susan. Hey, it's Melissa. Hey, Melissa. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Kaylin Gordon, Jeep Roberts, and Susan Bolio have started a journey, shaking loose from depression, addiction, and dissociation, and walking with more laughter, lightness, and love. So far, they've all acknowledged the trauma that was passed down to them as children. So now they are undoing that trauma, finding ways to make positive changes for themselves and the next generations. It's a journey, and we each get to decide when and how we move forward. I just want to see people healing and having healthy relationships. We start because of COVID-19 on the phone. When I first learned about it. Jeep Roberts is an elder and a member of the White Earth Band of Ojibwe. He lives in Pine Point, a small village on the White Earth Reservation in northern Minnesota. Jeep is telling me that when he first learned about ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, and trauma, he struggled to figure out what it meant for him. I mean, I could get my head around, this is why I'm like this, or this is why I did all these things. Yeah. But I couldn't figure out the cure for it and the magic pill until, you know, Susan kind of explained about it where I'll probably never get there. I mean, it'll all it'll be a long journey. Yeah. But Yeah. Jeep could see that he had experienced serious trauma in his life, which led to his drinking and other behaviors. But it was hard to hear that there's no specific roadmap for how to deal with that trauma. You have to feel your way through it. Jeep takes care of his three grandchildren because his daughter has struggled with addiction for about a decade. He has learned how to comfort them when they cry, to talk through things when they're defiant, to give long hugs, and to say, I love you. Every little thing, like every conversation where the kids get to express their feelings, get to talk about what they want, where they feel heard and seen, every single one of those things is a huge development, right? I mean, it's a huge healing tool. Oh, yeah. 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 He has been able to give them the attention and time and care that helps them thrive. But where does he go from here? I know you're doing things differently for the grandkids. Have you talked to them about ACEs or historical trauma, uh, about some of the other stuff that you've learned? I haven't. Do you want to talk to them about it? Do you think it would be useful for them? to think about? Um, yep, I think it, it would be. Um, just a matter of, you know, what age it would be. I understand that part of it. But right now, I'm, I'm just trying to keep them little kids, you know, happy and so lucky as they could be. But sooner or later, uh, it'll have to happen. Yeah, yeah. There's really no roadmap for this. Like, this is what you do. Here's how you talk about it. Here's when you talk about it. No, there isn't actually. Like I said, you know, I, when I heard about ACEs, my my thinking then was, how can something that happened maybe two generations before me, you know, when they were in boarding schools and so on, affect me now? And you know, I, I didn't see the connection, I guess, as far as that goes. But, but you know, now you can actually see it. So you want to talk with the grandkids about it, but you're not sure how or when. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's taking his time, using his judgment about what he feels is right, getting help from family and friends. And there's another piece of this picture that Jeep is trying to figure out. His daughter Candace got sober about two years now. It's a huge accomplishment. 
And Jeep is wondering how he might be able to heal their relationship. You know, when we talk about your grandkids and they say, I love you, and you say, I love you back, have you done that with your daughter? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. I don't think it's that I'm still sort of mad, I guess you'd say, or that I'm raising, I'm raising her kids. Yeah, yeah. So. I bet you're not alone. I bet there's a lot of grandparents that feel that way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you feel like that's something you could talk about with her? Um, yeah, I think it is. I think it is, especially now that she's working on a sobriety. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, or not to push it so far where it pushes her over the edge, but hopefully she's not too too fragile about it. Yeah. That kind of worries me too. So. Yeah. I guess I, I'm. I have no idea what you should or shouldn't say to her, but you know, I just wondered. Yeah. A few weeks after that conversation with Jeep, we were on the phone again, and I asked him how things were going with Candace. If you don't want to share this, that's perfectly fine. But last we talked, you said maybe you'd talk to Candace about her childhood. And I wondered if anything happened with that yet. Um, not yet. We're still, you know, we're still looking at each other, kind of feeling each other out as far as, you know, what we need to do. I know She's doing a lot more with the kids. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. Hear her laughing all the time. Oh. Jeep hears Candace laughing with her kids. Carol Jean, who's six. Bobo, who's eight. And Cam, who's ten. I don't know what Carol Jean does to her, but she's always laughing quite a bit. Bobo was right behind her. And then Cam kind of the, the growing up amongst them. But so it's good to hear that part of it, I guess. Nice. So that's where I'm with that. I haven't really sat down and talked to her as you know, I, know, I think it's between, it'd probably be between me and her. I don't know if the whole family should sit down and talk about it. Like I said, there's no roadmap. And there's no judgment about how much you can take on or when. Ever since Jeep got sober over 30 years ago, he's been growing, healing, changing. And the changes in him are touching everyone around him. Susan Bolio is the person who taught Jeep about aces and trauma. She's a citizen of the Red Lake Nation. And she believes what matters is that you give yourself a chance. I feel like even though collectively we've experienced lots of trauma, 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 that when we start to shift into healing, that becomes a gift. It helps us to be able to show up in the world in a really beautiful, authentic, raw way. When I hear her say a beautiful, authentic, raw way, I think immediately of Kayla. Susan also taught her about aces and trauma. Kayla Gordon is a member of the Red Cliff Band of Lake Superior Chippewa, and she lives just outside the White Earth Reservation in northern Minnesota. After struggling with a really tough childhood of chaos and loss and fear, she is so determined to grow and learn and be authentically herself. She's also committed to being there for other people. She told me about it one day on the phone. You know, I was listening back to our last two conversations, and um, Mm -hmm. you talked about being the preschool teacher at White Earth, right? And just really paying attention to the children that were in your care. And the one little girl who would wake up from her naps, just crying, right, every day. And you just knew what was going on, like, because of your own experience. 
I wanted to, I don't know if this is appropriate, but it, it's almost like there are gifts from this experience. Does that sound crazy or? <laughs> no, I mean, I guess I wouldn't change anything. You know, it helped me be who I am today and I can go help people and empathize with others, you know, and and then to go into that kind of work, you know, people who've been through that and can talk to someone who actually understands what they've been through, that's when they really open up, I think. Yeah. What do you want to do, Kayla? I mean, what are some of the things you think about in terms of your career? Uh, well, I know I want to work with kids in a mental health type of way somehow. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what specifically yet, but I know that's my goal that I want to work for. Got it. Throughout all of our conversations, Kayla, Susan, and Jeep, they've all said they want everyone to know about ACEs. They feel it's a powerful way to understand what happened to Native communities, what happens in our own lives, and what is possible for us. But Susan says there are big barriers that need to be overcome to do this work. For one, this life can just be too hard. When the systems aren't set up to support individuals, whether you're talking about poverty, food insecurity, you know, not being able to get a job, not having transportation, like all of those things then become additional barriers that make it more difficult to tap into your resilience because you're having to tap into it all the time to just get through. And there aren't enough supportive places in tribal communities where people can talk with vulnerability about trauma and healing. When difficult things happen or people have experienced lots of trauma and you don't have that sort of wider community support, the ability to tap into your own resilience becomes exponentially more difficult. Susan hopes and believes that that is changing. I believe there are starting to be and there will be more and more people creating more spaces for more people in our Indigenous communities to do some of this healing work because there aren't always those like safe places for us to be able to do that work. I hear Susan's passion for this work and dedication to her community. Even with these challenges, Susan believes it's important to start your journey to heal from trauma. She says we need to ask ourselves, what are we passing on to the next seven generations? Are we doing things that are going to be helpful for the generations moving forward or that are going to be extra sort of burdens that they're going to have to carry and then they will be the ones responsible for breaking those patterns, making those changes. We just do what we can wherever we are in our journey. We just do what we can to move towards healing. I'm Melissa Townsend. Thank you for listening. All right. Talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, Melissa. Sounds good. Have a great day. Oh, you too. Okay, bye. This is A Mile in My Moccasins on Niji Radio, serving the White Earth Nation. I'm Melissa Townsend. Shi miigwech, and thank you to Kayla Gordon, Jeep Roberts, and Susan Bolio for sharing their stories. Kim Lage, KJ Henschel, Maggie Rosu, Leah Lem, and Aaron Warhol for editorial contributions, and Dan Luke for some of the music in our series. 
Programming is made possible through a grant to the White Earth Land Recovery Project from the Minneapolis Foundation Catalyst Initiative and with support from Ampers, Diverse Radio for Minnesota's Communities. To hear more episodes in this series and to learn more about collective trauma, ACEs, or adverse childhood experiences, visit whiteearthhealing.org. That's whiteearthhealing.org. Take care.